Crooked Shelf Media. Hey guys, welcome to the Crooked Shelf. This is Ethan. And Sierra. Yeah, Alex isn't here. As you may have known, uh, if you listen to any of our other Crooked Shelf productions, Alex is on a bit of a hiatus right now. A lot of stuff going on in his life. So for now, Sierra's going to set in with us. So we wanted to bust out an episode, um, kind of pick back up momentum, because uh, we're not as established as her other esteemed podcast theory and crime is. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so we wanted to get back get back out there on the airwaves and start releasing episodes again. So th- this may be a short episode, um, but we just wanted to keep momentum going. Uh, I got Sierra on here today uh, with me to talk about a very special topic for us. Uh, I had mentioned before we went on our little month-long break that um, we were going to come back with a recap of Dragon Con because besides Alex's stuff, my big reason for going on a break too was because I had a, a big trip to Dragon Con in Atlanta coming up so we just took a little hiatus so so yeah let's let's get in let's get right into it this is our only topic for today really so yeah. let's just talk about it so Dragon Con is well do you want to tell everyone who I am I'm your hot wife oh my god get over yourself <laughs> Jesus Christ um everyone, yeah Dragon Con if anyone listening to this probably knows who you are because I'm sure our listeners are just you know, roll over from theory and crime, even though we're the namesake of the whole studio. <laughs> yeah, and if you're into true crime, please feel free to check out theory and crime. That's something I I do with Alex. Um, it's true crime, paranormal. Have you guys done a single paranormal nope, thing? Nope, not yet. <laughs> but it is in the works. We do have a list of things that we're gonna um, work that we're working on. Paranormal is coming up. So. Okay. Spooky for Halloween. I believe you. Yeah, Halloween special. That works. Yeah. That's, that's a good timing. That's a good time to start. Have you guys had a Halloween yet? You haven't been no, around that long, have you? we started in March. March? Our first episode was like March 16th. Wow. Wow. It feels like you guys have been around forever. I know. But also like not at all. Like at the same time. I know. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. I, I hope that we gain as much traction as you have. <laughs> <laughs> so Dragon Con is... Um, it started sometime in the 80s. I think they just celebrated their 31st anniversary this year. I think the year before think was so. the big 30. I think so. Um, so we started going five years ago. Uh, I, I had already been a convention attendee. Uh, I started branching out from like local conventions. You know, just little things in like gymnasiums that people would put on to try and like... <laughs> say hey our town actually has something fun going on but they're actually kind of sad um and i started going to wizard world i went to a couple of those i went to one in st louis missouri and one in chicago uh they even being my first like big i put big in quotes like big convention i i already knew that they were sort of corporate mm-hmm. you know they it was just like there was always one room where the celebrities were and they were just filing them in and out just constantly all day because they were just on contractual obligations we had to show up at every wizard world and do a panel so it like became sort of a routine um but it was still fun it was like my first experience being around that many nerds all in one place yeah and like having a real sense of community because i've talked about growing up 
it was always really just, I mean, I had my group of friends, don't get me wrong, but as far as like nerdy stuff, it was always just me and my friend Justin. Yeah. Um, who, you know, very well, uh, founder of, co-founder of Crooked Shelf, despite the fact that he doesn't do anything with it. Like he, <laughs> he made up the name, he made up the logo that, yeah. um, he did the rough sketch of the logo. Yeah. We love you, buddy. Um, yeah, it was just us two. So we started going to those conventions and then just out of the blue, just so happened to be the first year that I was with you, mm-hmm. um, we decided to check out Dragon Con because we wanted to like take take that next step up, that next evolution. And it looked like a really big convention. Yeah. Um, we can't afford to get out to San Diego Comic Con, which right. is like, according to most people, the ultimate Comic Con. I mean, it is the biggest but after my experience with Dragon Con, I don't know if anything can live up to it. Right. So, like, it's all been history since then. So, yeah. like, we've gone now five years straight. Mm-hmm. We fight tooth and nail to get to go because <laughs> it never fails. It's a disaster <laughs> trying to get there. Yeah. So, uh, like, what, what was what was your thought about your first year at Dragon Con? So, I am not as big of a nerd as you are i guess we're we're very nerdy in different ways i guess really yeah because we're just healthy yeah um i'm not a big anime fan i do like you like like some i like attack on titan and full metal brotherhood like Like, you like obvious ones right i like (laughs) mainstream anime like and that's fine um but (laughs) i was really nervous at first i I was afraid that I wouldn't fit in. Yeah. You know, being being not as nerdy, you know. Yeah. And I felt right at home. That I met people that were the same as me that, you know, were just there to be in certain panels and, you know, hang out in the in the um art what is that called? The art show. The art show. There yeah. we go. And, you know, like those are my people listening to the music. Yeah. Like taking it in that way, people watching. I love to people watch. Yeah, that's like half of what we do is people watch. And then, you know, going to the parties at night, the crazy fucking parties. Yeah, so we should break down just like what Dragon Con is. So it's it's a huge convention that um, had been growing every year. I think this year it kind of leveled out. It was about the same as last year. Yeah. Roughly 80,000 people mm-hmm. cram into downtown Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It, um, it The convention spans... Uh, Sheraton, mm-hmm. Hilton, Marriott, Hyatt, Weston, and two buildings, about three floors each, of a convention center. So it's pretty damn big. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by virtue of being in hotels as opposed to just a convention center, they have unlimited hours. It's a mm-hmm. 24-hour a day convention that is now five days long used to be four they just added thursday so it's thursday through monday on labor day weekend yeah and they acknowledge that it is 24 7 like there are parties all night they're happy with that and it's part of their identity yeah i mean there's stuff that starts at midnight and goes till 5 a.m like doesn't even start till midnight yeah you know it's so you you have um as opposed to being like really comic book and or tv focused um, which like a lot of Wizard World is like it's either comic book or comic book TV like pretty much just that it doesn't span out to a lot of other pop culture there's mm-hmm. exceptions yeah but in general it's mostly comic books um, 
Dragon Con is a little bit of everything. They have what's called fan tracks. So Dragon Con is run by the fans. So don't get me wrong, there's a whole section of celebrity panels, but that's only like 1% of what Dragon Con is. Oh, yeah. The rest of it's... The rest of it's just, I mean, I don't want to... This isn't... This is almost insulting them, but they're basically nobodies. Right. Running the running the panels. A lot of it's they're, like they're local podcasters or business owners, like journalists, journalists. Um, bloggers, yeah. um, whatever what have you that have a particular uh, focus in whatever type of fandom yeah. that they join. So these tracks range anywhere from like Star Wars to Star Trek to comic books to Anime. Anime. There's a whole... Steampunk. <laughs> steampunk. Uh, All alternative history, as they call uh, it. Filk. Filk, which is like nerdy folk music. Which is the best. Yeah, it's amazing. And even stuff that's like... K-pop. N- yeah, K-pop. Even stuff that's like not necessarily um, nerdy, but I mean, it kind of is because it's like scientific, but there's like the skeptic track. Yeah, um, yeah. Who's like... Who are professional curmudgeons about supernatural stuff. Yeah. And then there is the supernatural track that, <laughs> that are just like totally like dick in the peanut butter. Like we're... We totally believe in ghosts. Every single conspiracy <laughs> is real. Like <laughs> we're, we're into people. this. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's a little bit of everything. So you can really diversify and there's oh, there's always something one. new there's like the technology there's nas like the space i mean there's too many to count like i'm trying to hit the high notes like there are I'm so trying to many think of the tracks. ones that i go to yeah yeah yeah. there is the there is the space and science yeah track um and then after 10 o'clock it's like quote unquote adult hours like unofficially adult hours so officially at 10 um panels can start having content that doesn't have to be family friendly like you can still choose to bring your kids there kids aren't banned right nobody's getting id'd um but it is 100 percent your choice to take your kid exactly after 10 p.m so you'll get start getting raunchy stuff like there's a whole there's a whole panel where they just watch hentai I don't know what the framework is around that. Um, they like what do they talk vo- they about. They do voiceovers. They like do fake voiceover. They do fake voiceovers. Why have we never gone to that? I don't know. Oh my god! There's the midnight or late night puppet slam where it's just yeah. a bunch of local puppet artists that do a raunchy comedy like a uh, skit show. And it's fucking it's hilarious. It's like Saturday Night Live with puppets, and it's so bizarre and hilarious. <laughs> um, and There's- then. A- Rocky Horror. They, yeah, a production of Rocky Horror. Um, and, of course, the parties. They do burlesque. Oh, yeah, burlesque. But um, we we really love just going to the parties. Um, they're all themed. Our favorite, which is has become everyone's favorite <laughs> in the last two years. It's the most lit. Yeah, um, is the last party on Alderaan, which uh, is, of course, Star Wars themed. The, the first year we went... They haven't stuck with this, but I'm glad that it happened the first year we went um, because that's what made it really stick out in my mind is on the projectors, they have just a visual of Alderaan just spinning in space. Mm-hmm. And as as the party went on, there was like a countdown. And at the end of the party, whenever they were shutting it down for the night, uh, Alderaan blew up I think they the do screen. that every year. I didn't see that this year. Well, we didn't say it all the whole time. Yeah, true. 
um, zombie prom. Yeah, zombie um, prom. What's some other? Th- oh, they have drum circles every night at like drum 3 a.m. Yeah, I don't know if I call that a party. But the 8-bit bash. 8-bit bash. Which is all like and they set up 80s. cabinets. Yeah, they set up video game cabinets. It's all 80s music. And the, the projectors all have just... Oh, the projectors actually show the cabinets. Like yeah. the people that are playing in the back of the room, it's showing their game of Street Fighter on the screen while the party's going on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty nifty and cool. So beer is six dollars. <laughs> yeah, beer is crazy expensive. There, there, there is the um, Dragon Con tradition of bringing what they call apple pie. Yeah, which we made one year. One year. Yeah, <laughs> we made it different than a lot of people make it though. Well, we made it kind of cheap, didn't we? Like what was and the, what was the big difference? So oh, the, did we make it stronger? The then? big difference is usually it is apple cider, apple juice, and vodka. Um, a lot of um now that's just like on Reddit what people say. Yeah. But um, we decided to use Everclear instead of vodka. Instead of vodka. We didn't decide that. I thought that's what it was. Oh. That's what the issue is. Oh. Okay. So that's why it was so devastating. Yes. So we would drink just a teeny tiny bit and be... Just be gone. Just destroyed. So yeah, you basically boil together apple juice, apple cider, um, some cinnamon if you want to, and then just mix it in with whatever liquor. And it it tastes like liquid apple pie. Yeah, it's so good. And there is a whole event at Dragon Con, a whole panel, not really a panel, but a get together where people just bring samples of their pie mm-hmm. and share it, and everyone gets hammered together. Yep. Um, and then I'm sure they make their way over to the Geek Sing Along. That's <laughs> another sort of party. There's not really alcohol except what you bring. But we're, uh, did you ever go to that one with uh-huh. me? We went or, last year. Uh, they uh, just play famous geeky songs, whether it's a theme song from a show or, I don't know, something from like. They might be giants, you know, uh, you know, just nerdy stuff, Weird Al, whatever. They last year we went and they played the theme song to Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee's Playhouse, yeah. And so I like recorded it and sent it to my mom. Yeah, and everyone is just dancing in the room and singing along to <laughs> screaming. it. Just like screaming, like it's, it's not even singing; it it's, is screaming. It's so much fun. Um, so yeah, the first year that we made, well, the only year we made that Sierra. What, what what had happened? You were coming down after me. I had to work. Okay. So so she came down after me to find me in broad daylight, not even near nighttime. No, it was night. Was it nighttime? Yeah. When you got there? It I was when you there. got there, but I had already been drinking like during you had, the day. Yeah. But, but that, I had gotten... That wasn't the first year. That was two The years. first year we made pie. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um. So yeah, that, was, that would have been like two years ago. And... I didn't get to our Airbnb until like 9.30 Atlanta time and had to Uber downtown because I don't take transit by myself. Yeah, understandably. Because I'm a big baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you that's when I found you. Yeah, she found me absolutely shit hammered off of apple pie. <laughs> um, sharing your drink. Sharing my drink with a stranger. Um <laughs> yeah, what a disaster. That that stuff is so lethal. But but it's a Dragon Con tradition. And that's the thing about Dragon Con is like it's it's not just a convention for Dragon Con goers. It's not just a once a year event. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's home. Oh yeah. Um in fact the first year I went to the Geek Sing Along, 
the host, like it almost brought me to tears. It was kind of sad, but he just screamed out welcome home. Yeah. Um, because it's like, it's the Friday, it's the Friday night event, which used to be day one. Now it's Thursday, but, uh, that year Friday night was day one. So we had all just gotten back to our second home away from home yeah. and we're just partying together. And that's what, that's what really makes Dragon Con special. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's ritual. It's, it's like a family reunion mm-hmm. every time you go there. And what's crazy is there are 80,000 people and I always see people that I recognize. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you may not know each other or even speak to each other, but you have that moment of eye contact and it's like, we've seen each other before Yeah, because we're all regulars here. Like the hippie lady. Dancing at the K-pop dance party. Another fun event is the K-pop dance party (laughs) where they just give you like rave glow sticks and stuff. They don't Um, give them to you. You buy them. You buy them. It goes to charity. So that's one thing I do want to touch on. So go ahead and tell your thing. Well, the K-pop dance party is just they play famous K-pop videos on the big screen. (laughs) And then everyone screams because they love the group. And then just start raving out. and just. Yeah partying hard and there's always this hippie lady who doesn't seem to know what kind of party she's in she's just doing a crazy flowery woodstock hippie dance and it's the same dance to every song but she just changes the speed of it based on the tempo of the song and i've seen her at other parties yeah she she goes to other parties and does this but she just really sticks out like a sore thumb at the K-pop dance party because she's long-haired and barefoot yeah. <laughs> and just vibing out like... Oh, I want to be her friend. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Anyways, you're saying... So what I wanted to say is, is one big thing, or two two big things really, that Dragon Con um, has every year is, one, Dragon Con always raises money for a charity. And it's usually an Atlanta charity. Um, and they usually raise a pretty good amount of money. Yeah, this year it was... Um, I forget the exact name, but it was a literacy foundation based out of Georgia. Yeah, I can't think of what the... And uh, they raised something upwards of $80,000 for yeah. it. And DragonCon matches up to 100000 Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, you know, it's it's a good thing that, you know, everyone gets together and does. A lot of panels have buckets that you can just throw your spare change in. Yeah, and there's little nifty ways they do that, that like individual panels. Yeah, um... There was this year was the first time we've seen it is uh I did find that it's a recurrent thing. It is. Okay. Yeah. It's a play uh play chess with the Jawa and it's just the guy dressed as a Jawa from Star Wars and he just sets with a chessboard in front of him and he never speaks and you just throw a dollar in the bucket and you sit down and you play chess with him. And all of that goes to the foundation. And I read that they raised like $500 from just people playing chess with the job. 500? Yeah, no. something like that. No. It was like $2,500. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Because I, I follow Star Wars The Dragon Con on Facebook and okay. they posted it. Yeah. And um, other little nifty things that you may never have even thought of, like there's a free paint station where you can paint miniatures for Dungeons & Dragons or uh, Warhammer or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and there there's a free bucket of like kind of crappy uh, figures, but there's like a $1 and a $2 bucket and that all goes to the charity and all the paint is provided for free and you mm-hmm. just set it's and paint your figure. Yeah, it's all donated from other people. Um, and the, the art show has a silent auction. Yes. 
um, that you go and bid on things and all that money goes to charity. That's all donated art from the artists that sell stuff in the artist alley. Yeah. Um, if anything gets more than five bids, it goes to the voice auction um, to raise more money. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a really good thing. And then they also have the blood drive that they do every year. Yeah, and they I haven't seen the numbers for 2018, but they tend to break the record every single year. Yeah. In fact, this year they said that the record from last year is so high that they're going to be surprised that they break it again because <laughs> it's so high. Right. Like, they've like gotten to a point where they can't keep achieving it, you know. Yeah. But I'd like to see if they actually manage to break it this year. You get a free t-shirt. Yeah, Last and year, it's Dragon for, Con theme, and like it has Dragon Con yeah. donor on it. Most of the time, the artwork for the Blood Drive t-shirt is it's, better than the official Dragon Con t-shirt. <laughs> uh, sorry if this comes across on the microphone, but our dog is just chomping down on food, <laughs> just destroying his food sloppily and right he, underneath us. He just dropped it all underneath uh, us. We, we, don't, we can't afford a studio, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Anyways... <laughs> So I yeah I give blood every year Sierra can't but um I I love that I love that T-shirt it's a great it's such yeah. great motivation all I wear I'm I'm a grown child all I wear <laughs> is graphic tees and cargo shorts like I'm stuck so you you show me a good T-shirt I'm in and, and last year for some reason we got a fucking Scientology book. <laughs> it's not really a Scientology book, but it's, it's a book written L. by L. Ron Hubbard. Which, yeah. uh, which one did I get? That's right. It was Battlefield Earth. <laughs> like, that the notorious movie with um, John Travolta <laughs> is based on the one of the most awful movies ever made. Um, I've actually heard that I didn't know this as a kid. We went and saw it because it's sci-fi and my dad was trying to appease me. But I didn't realize that in a lot of theaters, like the Scientologists would go out in groups dressed in like the same colored clothes and they would laugh at everything John Travolta said because he's kind of a jokey character in the movie. Oh but God. nothing is funny in it because that movie is terrible. <laughs> but they would laugh at everything. Scientologists are so scary. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Um, Scientologists are normally at Dragon Con. Yeah, they have a whole booth that's just like a really nice, well-presented booth <laughs> of just L. Ron Hubbard books. It's pretty sparse, too. Yeah. It's like real minimalist. Yeah. And... There's like one banner. There's one banner. There's one guy working there. There's no customers. There's three books. Like. <laughs> because even without the whole background of Scientology and what it became... Uh, L. Ron Hubbard just was not a good science fiction author. <laughs> <laughs> so they're not selling anything. Let's talk about the vendor hall at Dragon Con. Oh my like, God. This is a notorious place for every convention. Like when you're not going to a panel, you're wandering the vendor halls yep. because you're going to find shit you can't find anywhere else. Yep. Or you could find it anywhere else, but because you're at a convention, you just feel like spending all your money. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. So Dragon Con has not one, not two, not three, four floors of vendor halls. Yeah. I don't know how many thousands of square feet of vendors. And you can make it an entire day oh, just yeah. to walk up and down the vendors. Oh, yeah. So we have a favorite that we always go to called uh what's that world of strange world of strange um shout out yeah shout out look them up i don't know if they have a storefront 
Um, they actually live near us in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Um, you um, can order shirts off their website. There, there. I didn't mention there are t-shirt companies specifically. Oh yeah, yeah. you didn't say that. And you can order off their yes. website. Okay. And if you ever need like um, fifty or more shirts, you they they do custom orders. Okay, and this is not an ad. Nope. Because the, it's just something I know because I was trying to get t-shirts yeah. made. <laughs> Crooked Shelf does not have ads yet, but just for austerity this isn't an ad we just love them <laughs> we'll give, yeah. them, we'll it's, give it's, them free advertisement it's run by a husband and wife that are great i think they're a husband and wife anyway i assume i've never asked i assume they're a husband and wife if you're a brother and sister or something sorry <laughs> um they in our opinion have the most unique t-shirts at any convention we've ever been to yeah uh, so we make a point of taking a stack of cash and buying a set a of t-shirts stack. from them really did you have to go there well, really, it's a good deal because you get two t-shirts for 30 bucks. 35 Is it 35 It doesn't matter. Regardless, it's the it's best a good deal, deal at all at yeah. Con too. And, oh, they, yeah. and they have the most unique shirts. And sometimes they contract out with old comic book artists and get really unique prints. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know how they managed to parlay into that kind of deal. I mean, yeah. granted, these are older artists, but they have some classic horror comic shirts. Yeah. Uh, one of which I'm wearing right now are our whole wardrobe is basically their <laughs> yep. their t-shirts if it's now. not work clothes for me it's yeah, world of it's strange world t-shirts strange yeah <laughs> yeah so uh my favorite one um is it's a blue one and it just says sperm across it and superman letters yeah that she got this year in 2018 and she got so many head turns <laughs> so many comments like i have a t-shirt i think it's theirs i forgot but i think it's theirs that is uh princess peach and the other no you've had that since i've known you okay like longer than that. i could have sworn it was theirs Mm-mm. anyways i have a shirt that's princess peach and whatever the other uh low rate princess is that's in the mario universe um but there and there's a one up mushroom and it says two girls one up you get you get the joke <laughs> you got you guys all you get the joke two girls one up got it okay sierra hates it I just think it's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, that's the point. But I've never gotten so many comments about a shirt. Yeah. And I think that you got a taste of that with the Superman sperm shirt. Like, it's so <laughs> random and weird. And everyone at DragonCon loved it. And con- constantly got stopped. Only one person did not like it. And that was just an old lady. Yeah. So let's talk about... The thing that's probably 70% of our experience at Dragon Con. People watching? People watching. Okay. Okay, so this is a cosplay convention. Yeah. The the big joke on Reddit is, oh my God, I'm never going to be done with my cosplay. <sighs> and, But people still pull it out and it has some of the, we've seen some of the most amazing costumes and that's basically all we do. Yeah. We barely even go to panels anymore. Mm-hmm. We just set. Are you really yawning right now? I'm sorry. You're really, are you really audibly yawning I'm in the middle sorry. of the show? I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Yes. I know I'm boring the listeners. <laughs> Am I boring you? No, I just worked all day. Sorry. No. So did I. And then I edited your episode. You work six hours a day. I'm running this studio, baby. <laughs> I'm a studio head. All okay. right. You don't know the pressure You're I'm a under. Dickhead. You don't know the pressure I'm under. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't give me those Trump fingers. Uh, With my tiny hands? Yeah. 
So we basically just like sat in like the smoking areas and like public seating and just watch people because so many crazy little things happen at Dragon Con that just add to the experience, like little personal moments that you have with strangers. And a lot of it is centered around cool, unique cosplays. Um, my favorite <laughs> this year was sitting out in the smoking section and Jesus was out there. And he kept standing up on the bench and he spread his arms out like he was being crucified. (laughs) And he kept standing there like that. And I finally, it dawned on me what was happening. Um, In the background, they were getting the hotel. And the way the flags were, (laughs) it made it look like he was fucking hung up like this. On a a flagpole? On on the flagpole. (laughs) (laughs) On the, on the Jesus bandwagon, I love when Raptor Jesus shows up, which it's literally just a dude dressed as Jesus with a rubber uh, <laughs> Velociraptor mask on his head. And he carries around a sign that says, Jesus loves you, dot, 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 with ketchup. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a good yeah. one. Uh, Dragon kind of like embraces cosplay so much that they actually have a city parade uh, on Saturday morning yeah. at dragon con that is all are you really yawning again is this really happening can you not stifle it no i did that time no you didn't okay bitch. i can hear you keep going um it's just different groups of cosplayers that that get together and do a parade like there's a whole group of like 300 spartans yeah and they're just all jacked and dress as spartans and do the hoo bullshit and uh, sometimes they're annoying because they stay in packs and roam around inside the hotels and do the same fucking thing. But when it's at the parade, it's cool to see. You'll have groups of like nothing but predators. Yeah. And nothing but, I don't know, what else? Nothing but carpet cultists. <laughs> so that's something we can talk about. Yeah. So what hotel is it? Marriott. Marriott. They recently changed their carpet out. They've had this one carpet for years. I don't know if they've had it the whole time Dragon Con's been a thing, but this notoriously ugly carpet that everyone hated. But carpet's ugly so that it can hide stains. Right. So they ripped out all this carpet, replaced it with like a more modern carpet that, by the way, is not as good at hiding stains. No. It looked gross. Yeah, it did. It still does. Um... And then it became an ironic, almost internet meme type thing for people to start putting the carpet pattern onto stuff. So it started out small. It was like on lanyards, uh, maybe like, I don't know, mostly cloth stuff, like a t- maybe like a t-shirt. Dress. A dress. Well, even that was an evolution of it, the, yeah. the whole dress. Um, and then like the, it turns out that those carpets are actually patented. They are an art Somebody owns the patent and the rights to it. So the guy who made it stepped out from under whatever rock he was under (laughs) and sued people that were selling carpet pattern stuff. But that just had like a stry sand effect. Yeah. And then everyone just like loved it even more. And I think the suit was dropped. I don't know. I I feel like I would have known that drama if like he had won the case. Right. Plus the carpet pattern is just grown even more right so now it's on everything and they and they jokingly call themselves the carpet cultists 
There are a couple cars painted with it. There is a Mustang entirely painted with clear coat. Yeah. Looks professional. Yeah. With the carpet pattern. And that was actually, we didn't see it, but that was actually in the parade. That Mustang was in the parade. Yeah, I saw pictures of the parade. Because the carpet cultists had a whole group this year. Um, There's also the truck that the tailgate has it, the pattern on it, and the license plate is Dragon Con. Yeah. And there was a carpet pattern Stormtrooper. Yep. Actually looked really well done, too. It was still shiny and looked professionally done. But that was his cosplay. It was the carpet Stormtrooper. And the hotel actually embraced it this year. Like They they hung a banner that said, Welcome Dragon Con attendees and all carpet cultists. And all the wording was in the carpet pattern. So it's just little stuff like that that makes DragonCon feel more like a community mm-hmm. than just an event. Right. Um, Wizard World was so corporatized and gentrified. Um, I'd still like to go back to one just to take you because yes. Sierra, Sierra is spoiled. Oh, yeah. I've only ever been to DragonCon. Like, yeah. that is the only convention I have ever been to. It is the best convention in the world. And uh, I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah. So I, I want to take her to a medium level convention just so she can see what that's like because there are positives to it i'd actually get to meet celebrities if i wanted to yeah i mean for you know for a fee but not that bad you can meet a celebrity like i got to meet will wheaton in chicago it was only like 120 bucks for my vip ticket we pay that for our dragon con tickets and then we we don't get vips with celebrities for that amount (laughs) you know what i'm saying like so, yeah, but I think a Dragon Con celebrities are only like twenty bucks. If you can get to it. Well, yeah. This is VIP access. So that's, true. that's what I'm saying. And that's true. you know, at a small convention, you, you can go to whatever panel you want. You can they don't typically unless it's a super huge city that they're in, like in New York City or something. Dragon Con does like they they clear the room, clear a panel, mm-hmm. so that they can file in the new people. Well, at a medium sized convention, you can probably just sit in the room all day. Like there's, when we went to Chicago, there was one whole room that was just the celebrity Q and As, and our friend Justin just sat there all day one day at the convention. They <laughs> never made him move. There was always free seats, and he got to see every celebrity he ever wanted to see. Just hmm. filing in and out. You don't have to rush around. You know, at Dragon Con, like, the first year that we went, we kind of tried to cram every single hour of our day with something. Yeah. But the convention's too spread out, too busy, and you have to line up early to get into anything. Yeah. So, you can't really do that. You have to, like, play everything by ear. Mm-hmm. But at a small convention, you can probably get to every single thing you want to see and then stuff that you don't even actually care about, too. Yeah. So, they're worth it. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to go. Yeah, they're not Dragon Con. Dragon Con's our mandatory yearly thing. It's our vacation. It, it is. <laughs> it is our vacation. And we come back more tired than we started. <laughs> yep. Because it is a riot. It is exhausting. Nerdy Mardi Gras. Yep. It is nerdy. I, I've actually I I was calling it nerdy Mardi Gras for a long time, but I think it's more accurate to call it nerdy Burning Man. I mean, really, it's just yeah. you're just escaping into the Atlanta downtown and just like living amongst all these fucking nerds. Yeah. 
Like, there's so many legends that come out of Dragon Con. My favorite thing about Dragon Con is getting on the train. And then just all these people in cosplay are just standing there. And all the locals are like, what the fuck is going well, on right now? I mean, not real. I mean, some, yeah. But but Atlanta loves Dragon Con. But when we get further. Because we always stay further out. Yeah. Like, when we're out there, there's always weird looks. It's amazing how much the locals are aware of Dragon Con, what it is. Yeah. And granted, to some people, it's a little insulting to hear them talk about it. Because we're, we come across as more of a spectacle. Yeah. Like a freak show in town. Yeah. But there's even more people that genuinely love it. And all the locals come out to the parade. Uh, I mean, that's why the, the parade's insane to go to. Because not only do you have 80,000 Dragon Con attendees, but you have everybody in Atlanta coming out to watch the parade. So yeah. it gets nuts. But that's kind of like the way that... I feel like the parade is how Dragon Con reaches out to the city that hosts it. Mm-hmm. And says, you know, we want you to be a part of it too because you're so graciously allow all this craziness right. in your city. Like, you know, technically you're not supposed to drink like open container out in public, but as long as you're like in the vicinity of the hotels, no one cares. It's like mm-hmm. anything goes. Yeah. Like, and everyone at Dragon, here's another great thing about Dragon Con is everyone is so courteous. Yeah. Like, there's the, the only disasters. <laughs> The only disasters that ever happen tend to be outside people that just happen to get a room, like, mm. to sneak their way into a block of rooms yep. that has nothing to do with Dragon Con. Yep. Like, one or two years ago, a bunch of people that were there for a football game, like, got drunk and were throwing chairs off of balconies and, like, seriously hurt people that were down mm-hmm. in the lobby area. But came out to be non-dragon con attendees yeah everyone takes care of each other at dragon con oh yeah so and 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 then dragon con is just run like a well-oiled machine for the most part Mm -hmm. so all of security and all the volunteers like keep all the lines moving keep the doors cleared check badges to make sure no outsiders are sneaking in Mm -hmm. and and it's it, it feels it should not feel as safe as it is since you're in the middle of a big metropolis that has a lot of crime. <laughs> Less crime than we do. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's all we really have to say about it. But, you know, I said this was going to be a short episode. Uh, I do think, you have anything else? I think the moral of this episode is that Dragon Con is absolutely fucking great. You should check it out if you ever have the time or the money. It is so worth it. It's There's nothing like it. There's no other convention like it in the world let alone america right it, it is truly unique if if only for the fact that it's 24 hours a day mm-hmm. like that that's not that gives it the freedom to be as unique as it is it's not just because you can go to a wild party all night mm-hmm. it, it, it allows the convention to spread its wings because it's not confined by time right you have literally that entire five-day span to fit all these awesome crazy events in so yeah it's it's amazing everyone should go um i i worry about promoting it because i don't want them ever to ever cap ticket sales for fear we won't get to go (laughs) like we'll miss tickets so yeah that maybe to their detriment they've never capped tickets so it's just unlimited but if it stays leveled off like it did this year maybe it won't ever be a problem right the way it was growing exponentially every year for a while 
they were worried. Oh, well, and I think this year there was some some nervousness um, because the Jacksonville shooting was not yeah. long before yeah. Dragon Con, and I think that just kind of made people nervous. I mean, yeah. it made me nervous, and I I was you know on edge if I saw anything weird happening. There's nothing but weird stuff happening. Well, you know. Yeah, but that was... I think that most people were okay. Maybe a little bit on edge, but most people were okay. Because Jacksonville was, like, super specific. Yeah. Like, the guy was a begrudged competitor. Yeah, but and, crazy stuff can happen Yeah, it, it can. It can. I but, have a true crime podcast. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anything can happen. But Dragon Con, in general, is... A pretty safe space. Yeah. In, in, in every way that the term safe space works at Dragon Con is. Because, you know, you can be whoever you want to be. Even yeah. if it's not you for a weekend. And everyone takes care of each other. Everyone's courteous. I think we're only us when we're there. Yeah. I mean, really, I, I only ever feel like myself when I'm there. And you get this, like, post-con depression when you yeah. leave. Because home... Your real home becomes your second home, and Dragon yeah. Dragon Con becomes your real home, because that that's the only place you can be real, or hyper real, like <laughs> make believe, like whatever the fuck you want to do, just yeah. just do it, and nobody gives a fuck. Everyone's just gonna ask you to take a picture if you look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of, oh, do you want to talk about who you saw? Who did I see? The celebrity that you took a picture of. Oh, that, I mean, that could be a thousand different things. Like, we yeah. we always see celebrities there. Yeah, but not in costume. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. There, in the Marriott, there's a whole section where a lot of, like, the best costumers, like, stand and just get pictures taken all fucking day. So, I had, this year, I had taken a picture of a girl in a really good uh, Wasp costume from Ant-Man and the Wasp, which mm-hmm. just released this year. And then didn't find out till later that she had taken her mask off and it was Evangeline Lilly who plays the Wasp. She just wanted to get out and not be bothered for a while. And so she went out in a Wasp costume, I guess, like ironically. And no one knew it was her for like the longest time. So I was like, holy shit, I was right there. But like that can happen at any time. Like there's so many celebrities I see just wandering around. People that maybe are only celebrities to like a really niche market, like (laughs) old G4 TV hosts that like, you know, no one really knows except for me and like a hundred other people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, but it's like a big deal for me and it's awesome to see them just wandering around and having fun just like we are. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. I think we can't ramble around about Dragon Con anymore. I'm sure we could. Yeah. (laughs) I want to keep it cohesive though. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that's all. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. I don't know what we'll be talking about then. As usual, Crooked Shelf, we're just talking about whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> I don't know if Alex will be back by then. We'll see. Yeah, if not, sure um, it'll either be Sierra. I may even bring in my friend Chris from Generation XYZ. Uh, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't promoted that on, on Crooked Shelf yet. Uh, we have a new show out. Um Previously, the Generation Gap, we've recently rebranded to Generation XYZ. It's my friend uh, Chris Wyman and I, and we're talking about cultural touchstones that have spanned generations. He's Generation X, I'm Generation Y and or Millennial. You are a Millennial. Um, Well, that's the same thing. They just rebranded us. Um, So... 
for instance, our very first episode of Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars is a thing that has existed and spanned cultural consciousness uh, for decades. Mm -hmm. So me and Chris have both experienced it from different points of view. So we just talk about our our different angles that we've come at things that that still exist today. Um, Most recent episode we just dropped was about malls. I mentioned that on Theory and Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a thing that's about to not exist anymore. <laughs> but we both experienced in different capacities. Yeah. So we managed to stretch that out into an episode. And we're really proud of what we're making at Generation Gap. And we're happy to have it. You're with, not on Generation the, Gap? Generation XYZ. It's always going to be Generation Gap in my heart. But <laughs> somebody else had already taken it. And we didn't find out until we were like seven episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, if you start listening, just know that like for the next several episodes, we're going to openly refer to it as Generation Gap in the audio. <laughs> it is not anymore. <laughs> we'll fix that soon. Yeah. But everything's rebranded. We're Generation XYZ. We're really happy with it. Check that out. Yeah. And Theory and Crime. Yeah, check it out. Um, if you like true crime, we, um, we have a website, theoryandcrime.com, where you can contact us. Alex and I have a lot of fun with it. If you ever want to send us any recommendations for cases to do, or if you want to tell us about your true crime, or your, not true crime, please don't tell us about your true crime stuff. Or do. (laughs) I'll be really nervous about it, so. Um, But tell us about your paranormal experiences, or your creepy neighbor growing up. That would be the best publicity for you if your episode was a case study for an investigation. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is the best publicity a true crime podcast could ever have. That's true. Confess your crimes. Don't. Maybe don't. We don't. Maybe, wa- maybe don't. No. We don't want to be part of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch what you're saying. So we have a lot of fun with it. Um, I will be at the True Crime Podcast Festival in Chicago next year. You were plugging that so early on everything. I know. It's in like July of next year. It, but I want everyone to go. There's tickets are on sale. Um, they go up if you don't buy them before January 2nd. So please, if you are interested in that, check that out. I don't think I plugged that on Theory and Crime, though, on yesterday's episode. I thought you recorded. did. I don't think I did. Maybe not. I need... Well, <laughs> don't worry. You were so early. It's unbelievable. I'm so excited, though. Yeah, it's cool. I'm going to be there. Um, repping me. I'm going to be repping Crooked Self Productions in general, too. Yeah. Try and get the word out of other podcasts that we are two other podcasts that we have. Yep. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything else, babe? Yeah. Well, that's all for us. This has been The Crooked Shelf. I'm Ethan. I'm Sierra. Play more video games, guys. They're fun.